Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make some noise. Yo! Yo! Yo. This. Who is this guy? Is Wes McElroy on Fox Sports 910 and FoxSportsRichmond.com. Call the show at 345-0910 or email Wes at FoxSportsRichmond.com. Here he is. He is the man. Wes McElroy. Uh, good morning. He is still the man. He is not here this morning, though. Michael Phillips back for Wes. Uh, day two of uh, Wes at the infirmary. Uh, he uh, passes along his best wishes. We'll hopefully rejoin the show tomorrow. Uh, a thing we said yesterday as well. Best wishes to Wes, who is hopefully uh, not listening right now and getting some rest. R&R. Uh, something he will not be able to do once the baby arrives. Uh, Michael Phillips here with you. Paul Vandenbush on the other side producing. Uh, 602 outside the Fox Sports Richmond studios. Uh, and a very fun program for you this morning. Uh, let's just let's start with the biggest item here. Uh, we got $25 to give away today to Capital Ale House. So hang around for that $25 gift card giveaway to Capital Ale House. That will happen later in today's program. Uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, a couple uh, top-notch guests for you. It's playoff time at Verizon Center. We'll have Tarek El-Bashir on. He will talk Capitals hockey uh, as they open up their series against the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight in D.C. Uh, Tarek will be on at 8.35. And we've got Will Brinson. He is CBS's NFL reporter at 8.20 a.m. And uh, I want to go deep with Will Brinson on his latest mock draft which has Deshaun Watson to the Washington Redskins uh, sliding out of the top 10 uh, into the Redskins at 17 which is uh, I think maybe one of the the more set the world on fire scenarios there for Redskins fans Uh, so much so much to unpeel with that one Deshaun Watson sliding to 17 which would be a, a lot of teams skipping on quarterbacks and saying this is not our year this is not the quarterback class. And two would be the Redskins essentially going back in on an RG3 type. I understand there are key differences, but to go back to a dynamic playmaking on move on his feet quarterback uh, so quickly after that, I, I think would be fascinating. Uh, so we will talk to Will Brinson of CBS about that at 8.20 a.m. Uh, also has a story on CBSSports.com uh, right now about the um, – fifth-year options for uh, rookies from, I believe that's the 2014 draft class. Uh, the Redskins are not participants in that one because, uh, as previously mentioned, RG3, they gave up their, their first-round pick that year. Uh, we've got uh, NBA playoff pairings set this morning. Uh, Golden State locks in as the number one seed out west. Uh, they uh, will host the Portland Trailblazers this weekend. Uh, Spurs number two out there. Uh, Rockets Thunder, your 3-6 series, I, I think it's the headliner out west. Uh, Houston Rockets, James Harden against the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, and the presumed MVP uh, this year. 
Uh, Harden played last night. Uh, Russell Westbrook played a little bit last night. But Harden, Harden played last night, uh, which was certainly a head-scratcher to me uh, with every with everything set and uh, a big playoff series upcoming. Uh, Jazz Clippers rounds out that uh, Western pod. And then in the East, you've got uh, the Pacers and the Bulls sneaking in on the last night, knocking off the Heat, uh, who started the season 11-30 and and ended it 30-11. and uh, Second half of the season, uh, but they will fall one game short of making the postseason. Uh, your your headliner there, I, I think, is the Washington Wizards against the Atlanta Hawks in the 4-5 matchup. Uh, kind of all waiting for that Celtics-Cavaliers series. I I don't know if if the Wizards or the Toronto Raptors has have what it takes to overtake one of those teams. Uh, should be some exciting uh, exciting basketball though in that four five series with with the Wizards and Atlanta, couple couple evenly matched teams, and with the Bucks, they've they've got some young talent. Maybe they could push the Raptors uh, and give us something to watch. Uh, the Saint the city of St. Louis is suing the NFL over the Rams moving. Um, Leading off the NFL action uh, in a courtroom, as it often is this time of year. We had Junior Gallet getting picked, arrested yesterday. Uh, St. Louis, City of St. Louis suing the NFL today. It must be the offseason, Paul. And uh, we've got uh, North Carolina lawmakers um, fighting back at the ACC uh, after that HB2 uh, controversy and uh, uh, the moving out of tournaments there. So we'll get to all that. The, the show is yours as well. Three four five zero nine ten. That's three four five zero nine ten. Hit me up on Twitter, Michael P R T D. Uh, and I, I think we start in the NHL today, and uh, a, a pretty big series kicks off tonight. Uh, this is the year round. What are we up to now? And I, I think we're at ten or eleven. This is the year uh, round ten for the Washington Capitals. That is two thousand two thousand eight was the first. The first Capitals playoff appearance in the Ovechkin era. So uh, this this is the year round nine for the Washington Capitals and is a good hockey team. This is as good of a team as I've seen in that decade-long span. Uh, complete. It got even better adding Kevin Shattenkirk. Uh, and they go against one of the more dynamic stars in the league, Austin Matthews of Toronto. Uh, Shattenkirk talked yesterday about what it will take to contain him. Well, uh, you know, he, he's a guy who uh, can really do it in all areas of the ice. Uh, he, he's, he can beat you off the rush. He can beat you around the net. I think the majority of his goals this year were scored within 20 feet of, of the net. So uh, that shows you that he's going to the hard areas to score goals. And you just have to limit his time and space. It's important that you always have a guy on him. Uh, make sure that you you know where his stick is and where the puck is. And um, he, you know, you have to tip his cap, tip your cap to him because he doesn't quit. I think he's uh, a very hardworking player for someone who's so skilled, and he gets a lot of those goals off of second chances and second efforts. Yeah, he brings up something interesting there, which is I, I think hockey may be um, the most dramatic example of a sport where the game fundamentally changes in the postseason. It's it's almost a different sport. The way you score is different. The way you approach the game is different. Guys will dive in front of pucks to block them. A lot more action around the net. Yeah, a lot fewer penalties taken because everyone weighs so big on the balance. All, hardly any fights in the postseason. That's something you almost never see 
uh, except, you know, maybe late in a blowout, something like that. It, it's a different game, and, and that's something that everybody will have to uh, regroup and get ready for, and, and certainly the Capitals have plenty of playoff experience uh, looking to take that next step. Uh, the Leafs uh, breaking their own playoff drought of more than a decade, and uh, uh, they're in the happy-to-be-there club coming in as as the eighth seed uh, on the final day, and that is a heck of a fan base. You know any Leafs fans, Paul? Uh, I no, I don't think I do actually. There was they, a lot of Canadians where I went to school. They're everywhere. But yeah, they're so. the, they're the Yankees of Canada, except if the Yankees would it be them or the, the Canadians though, the Montreal Canadians? Because I know there's quite a few Canadian fans. The Canadians though, they're they're from the the French speaking area. Uh, that's true. In, most in most other yeah. Canadians don't really care for no. for Montreal because they think they're that's, stuck up and. Uppity, which that's a from th- what I hear they are. That's a thing, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of alienation goes on up there more than we think. But yeah, that I knew I knew a few Leafs fans in college, and there there there's a lot of them. There's a, everywhere. There's a lot of them. They they get they dominate the attention. There will be like there will be so many media there tonight from Canada at the Verizon Center. Uh, they ran an article in the Toronto Star um, that this is how much interest there is in this in Toronto. It's cheaper to buy a plane ticket to D.C., uh, buy a ticket to tonight's game at Verizon Center uh, on StubHub, spend the night in a hotel, and then fly back in the morning. It is cheaper to do that than to buy a ticket and attend the Game 3 in Toronto. That is absolutely outrageous. <laughs> that is that is so much money. And this is like bottom, bottom line, bottom price line ticket, too, that you're talking. If you were to get like a ticket... Up in the the nosebleed section, that would still be cheaper. That would still be more expensive than to do all that and go to DC for this for one of these two games. That's insane. That's <laughs> I can't. I don't think I can get my head around that. But I mean, it doesn't. It really doesn't take much for Leafs fans to come out of the woodwork either. It's you know one win here, we get to the playoffs. Hey, we're happy to be here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hashtag we're the North or whatever it is. That, whatever <laughs> hashtag they're using nowadays. You go go back, Leafs go. Going I don't back to the Olympics there. Yeah. I would ex- I would expect a few of them will be at Verizon Center tonight, especially because I I think for the Caps oh, travel. I think for the Caps fans too, there's this sense that this isn't the round. Like if you if you're gonna spend money on a ticket to a playoff game, save it and go in the next round against the Penguins. I I just feel like until that series happens, DC's not really gonna go all in on this just yet. And historically, the first round has not been the problem for the Capitals. They usually handle their business in the first round. They're good. It's it's that that elusive second round. That's yeah. the one they, where they lost to the Canadians that one year as the one seed to when the Canadians were the eight. Um, that that was pretty early in the run, but that was um, that was the exception, not the rule. Right. If, if this if this series goes to a, a, you know a, if it's two two coming back for game five, or if it goes to a game seven, people go to that. Then it changes. I just don't get the sense that this weekend is the weekend to be there. Yeah, I, it's not the must see. Yeah. I don't think you want to save up your 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 energy and your best attendance. I guess for for if you get to the second round and play the Penguins, which after watching the Penguins last night, it. Looks like they'll be there sure. in the second round. And the the Penguins are insane. Uh, only home team to win last night of the five. So the only team to hold serve. Um, by the way, did it without Chris Letang and Matt Murray. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury steps in and goal. Does not matter. They're a machine. Juggernaut. You feel bad for Columbus, which is actually a really good team. Uh, the Penguins just steamroll. 3-1. Uh, two overtime games. 
later at night on the West Coast, which which was good fun for those who made it up for that. I felt very bad for the people of Edmonton, similar situation, haven't made the playoffs in a while, promising young team, kind of the Toronto story. I get their hearts ripped out in overtime, 3-2 by San Jose Sharks. It, here's the We need to talk to the NHL about this, though. Um, of the games last night, two of them started at 7 and two of them started at 9.30. Um, that is an incorrect amount of stagger. Um, we, you know, all the games go to intermission at the same time. You need an appropriate amount of stagger between the games to make sure that we're able. Yeah, when I'm flipping back and forth between intermissions, that's a bit of a, it's a bit of a red flag. I noticed that when I was going to watch, cause I started watching Penguins Blue Jackets first, then I flipped, or no, I started watching Rangers Canadians first. Then I flipped over to Jackets Penguins and I was like, wait, these games are they're the same point in the game. This yeah. This doesn't make any sense. You have five games tonight. Shouldn't you at least give at least a half hour in between? Stagger it that way. If you're going to stagger, stagger. Because this is the NFL makes it work because, you know, with the red zone channel and the action's not concentrated in an NFL game. Uh, You know, you can run three NFL games at the same time and cut back and forth between them and not miss them. Uh, NHL's not like that. Hockey's not like that. You got to, you got to watch the whole thing you, you got to zero in on i'd like to see a little bit of a stagger i don't want the nba system either though which is every game gets its own time slot and the whole thing extends out over a period of weeks or months or whatever it is yeah because then we're backed up to games starting at ten thirty eastern time and, and a lot of people just can't stay up for that yeah no big game tonight at verizon center uh, we'll have Tarek el bashir on from comcast sportsnet hilton caps at eight we we'll take your calls how do you feel about the Caps, I know we got plenty of fans here in Richmond. Uh, how do you feel? Is this the year? Uh, are you feeling as good as I'm feeling? I feel good about this, which is probably the first red flag. It's first, first sign for help here. Uh, we will take a quick check of traffic. We'll be back. Plenty more at 614 outside the Fox Sports Richmond studios. NHL playoffs start last night. We mentioned uh, Edmonton where they have not been to the playoffs in a while. Very excited to be there. Exciting young team. Uh, ticket prices are predictably out of control, several hundred dollars. Um, so in the never-ending quest, yeah, it's for, first, first round game, first game, first round, several hundred dollars. In the never-ending quest to monetize everything that moves, the Edmonton Oilers last night sold $80 concourse tickets. Would you like to guess what you get for $80 for a concourse ticket. Very little room to stand? I can't imagine you get a whole lot. Do you think you get a view of the ice? Concourse? You, you don't. You, you don't. <laughs> you, they set up big screen TVs in the concourse near the concession stands. And you could stand behind the concession stands in the hallway and watch inside the arena on big screen TVs. So as I understand this... You will pay $80 to purchase a ticket, go to the arena, <laughs> stand in front of a big screen TV, and watch the game that is merely feet from you the opposite <laughs> direction when you could just stay at home and watch the game sitting down on a, well, maybe a big screen TV, but a TV and not pay $80. I mean, it, I don't see how this is even better than going out to the sports bar. It's not. That's not. Yeah, seriously. I you could go to the concessions are probably more expensive there 
without then a beers doubt, would be a home team grill or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and you could yeah you could sit down at 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 any sports bar. You yeah, could if you're sit a Buffalo a Wild Wings, you could sit down. It's Edmonton. Presumably, lots of people there are there to watch the game. Sure, people are paying eighty bucks a throw to stand in the concourse during the game. Now, I'm assuming you only buy this ticket if you think you're going to sneak in to the arena itself somehow. You have to have a plan that, B. That's your that's your game plan. You're sneaking in. Yeah. Now, the Capitals sell standing room tickets for 100 bucks, but you actually, they're inside. You can see the game. Because yeah, most hockey arenas don't have a place designated for people to stand. No. The Capitals have, there's like a restaurant area for the people who are in the suites, and when the game starts, those people go back to their seats, and so then then they sell that area as standing room. So you can come stand at you know where the restaurant used to be and watch. You see, the that's game. not so bad because you no, can actually see the ice. You're there. Yeah, you can see what's happening instead 100%. of just standing back. You know, going down the tunnel, standing at a at a big screen TV and watching. That just doesn't make good sense. No, no, and to go eighty bucks for that too is insane. I'm not even sure I'd go. I'm not even sure I'd go like twenty bucks for that. That's just that just to pay money just to stand there in front of a TV when I could, when I know the game is happening behind me. Just down the tunnel, the actual game is out there on the ice. It's a <laughs> all you want to do is run. You, you, you whenever I, I, a goal is scored, too. Can you not just can you not just picture a bunch of people like quickly to the tunnel <laughs> out to the ice and we all just and and the the ushers that are standing there just have these herds of people coming behind them. Try just just to see the replay on the big screen. It's like, wait, 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 stop. Uh, I'm so I'm, I'm taking my daughter to the game tonight. Your three year old, my three year old. What are, this is gonna be a good experience for both of you. How has she ever been to a sporting event before? She has been to VCU basketball before. Okay, um, it's a good environment. It's a, it's a good, it's a good which place is great, to start. Great fun. College obviously. basketball is a good place to start. She loved the band. Um, oh yes. I don't think she cared at all about what was going on basketball wise. She'll she'll enjoy watching sports with me just in the sense of the TV's on and that's exciting. We we don't have a we don't watch TV a lot. So just the fact With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The TV's on. She'll watch sports with me. That's exciting. Um... Her first question to me, I, I said, do you want to go to the hockey game and go watch? Because we've been watching on TV because I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm in on the Capitals. Her very first question to me, will we get to ice skate? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, you, but you could you sit had to there, break that one. You no, can sit no, there and watch other people. I'm I afraid see. not. Our, our main takeaway from this will be that there's a large television there. That, oh, yeah. That's going to be the main takeaway. Yeah. Like, you know, there's action down here. Shh, dad, the TV's on. So her grandma, my mother-in-law is up in D.C., and um, so the plan is whenever whenever she, my daughter, conks out, we'll go hand off. Um, she'll, she'll be there, but they'll they'll leave early and, and go back to go back and go to sleep and all, all that. I'll stay to the finish. Okay. What What is the – what's the, what's what's the, the over limit? Under? Yeah, what's the over-under here on, on how long it will take your three-year-old to, seven, to lose interest? Seven o'clock game. Um, I'm setting the over-under at first intermission. 
Okay. What's her normal bedtime? Eight o'clock. All right. Yeah. yeah, so first intermission, that sounds about right. Well, I, we could get a little extra juice, though. Just Yeah, nor- just the excitement of the crowd. Normally at bedtime, we're not that could, with 15,000 other people. Yeah. Yeah. The adrenaline, especially for a three-year-old, could really take over. And she might make she might make it to the start of the second period. I think she'll enjoy intermission when they do all the, the stunts and things. Yeah, exactly. And then the hockey will start again, and it'll be, oh, this again. Where's all the music and the fun <laughs> stuff? Like, oh, the, they're playing that thing again well i'm not the one ice skating so i'm not really interested i'm glad i'm not up there saturday though the saturday giveaway at verizon center is uh, a rally bell like a cowbell kind of thing Ooh. they're going to give away fifteen thousand cowbells to the fans of verizon center there'd on saturday. be a fun memento for your three-year-old to take home with her my well <laughs> that that's off the table entirely <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. If Wes is listening, there's your parenting advice. If you go somewhere that gives out free noisemakers, make sure they stay there. Oh, oh, these need to stay here for the you know for the next people to use. We can't. Sorry, we <laughs> the can't. people people that come behind we need to leave those. Yeah, somebody else will want that. Um, the the best scenario for the noisemakers is there's just a, a horrifically bad call to end the game, and the Caps lose. It's, oh, the cowbells are on the ice. Here come the cowbells. What happens if someone scores a hat trick in that game, though? Oh, that's yep. I mean, even though it's it's a positive thing for the Capitals, even if it's a you know, say Ovechkin goes for a hat trick, and you're going to get some, and that's that's danger. You're having cowbells rain down on the ice, <laughs> like, and the players are ducking for cover as cowbells come raining down on the ice here at the Verizon Center. Boo! Yeah, what's what's that ringing? Oh, to the bench. Game delayed for 35 minutes, so we have to clean up all the cowbells. I just don't think that would be a pleasant atmosphere to be in, even if everybody's doing it properly. Like, just if everybody's ringing yeah, these... And you know no one's some, going to do it nah, properly. somebody behind you is ringing this bell in your ear for two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah I just don't. Anytime, anytime there's a penalty on yeah. the ice... I get where they're going. Behind, yeah. It's good. a good thought, but you know people aren't going to use it correctly. They're going to abuse it. I have so little faith in humanity. Just no, and you're justified in that. You are no shot, no shot. We get this right. Just speaking as a sports fan slash the human race, no shot. We get this. <laughs> there is this no, there's absolutely no way this is going to go well. No, people shot. have failed far too many times <laughs> at far lesser things. Six twenty eight outside the Fox Sports Richmond studios. I'm Michael Phillips filling in for Wes McElroy on this Thursday morning. Fox Sports Richmond, 6.36 a.m. Uh, we will still give away that $25 gift card to Capital Alehouse. That will be later in the show, so stay tuned. Wes McElroy out today. He is under the weather uh, for a second consecutive day. We'll send our best wishes to Wes, who hopefully will be back in this seat tomorrow. Uh, a couple of guests in the 8 o'clock hour. Stick around for that. We've got Will Brinson. He's CBS's NFL reporter. He will be on at 8.20. Uh, his most recently released mock draft has Deshaun Watson to the Washington Redskins with the 17th pick of the draft. couple surprising things there. One, a lot of people think there will be an early run on quarterbacks, even though the consensus is the quarterbacks aren't any good. So Watson sliding to 17 is... You, you know, you'd say that's common sense because the quarterbacks aren't any good, but there's always a run on quarterbacks. Uh, the second thing is uh, the Redskins taking a quarterback, uh, which would be, I, I think, equally notable. And if they've got a guy they're all in on, I think it makes a lot of sense given Kirk Cousins' contract situation. We talked about that 
uh, in depth yesterday how uh, the team's got control of him for one more year, but uh, it's getting increasingly hard to see him staying beyond that point. And even next year, $28.8 million is a lot of money. That is a lot of money to pay a guy who is all right. So the Washington Nationals, who um, are are playing some really good offensive baseball, uh, but are having some trouble in the bullpen. Uh, and this is not unforeseen. I, I think everybody saw this coming in the preseason, that this may not be the world's best bullpen. Uh, but it's been actively costing them games so far. And so here we are. We're, we're 10 games into the baseball season. Uh, Nats have played nine, 10 days into the baseball season. Is it okay to start freaking out yet? Ten, ten games. There's 162 of them. There's a lot of baseball left. But this bullpen's not doing great. They, they let Trinan be the closer. They're switching things around. There's very clearly the sense that this is not working out the way they hoped it would. I think 10 games in the season is way too early to to make a trade or shake things up. But if you're a Nationals fan, is it okay to start freaking out now? And my rule has traditionally been you've got to wait a month. you got to wait a month into the baseball season. That's, you know, 30 games are about the equivalent. you got to let this thing even out. This is testing my patience on, on this theory, by the way, because I think we all knew coming in what it would be. And so then when you see it happen... That confirms your biases. And this should be a really good team, too. Harper's hot. Zimmerman's doing well. This is a really good hitting team right now. A lot of fun. Right now, if you uh, just looking at the stats, right now the Nationals, team ERA-wise, second worst in the major leagues yeah. right now. Only one worse is Philadelphia. And they, they've got some good starting pitching. The starting pitching's not the problem there. But, boy, oof. I mean, Philly, of course. Yeah, and Philly's got <laughs> Philly's a very and that's a young rotation yeah. that has a lot of inexperience and a bullpen that is that has problems too. And the Phillies are a rebuilding team too. The Nationals, you're talking about a contender. The Phillies do not have World Series aspirations this year. I feel safe in saying that. No, absolutely not. I mean, this team is still in rebuilding mode. They're yeah. still trying to to figure things out, but if you look at the Nationals, they're the exact opposite. They're a team that's ready to contend. They've made great strides in the past few years to to continue that trend, but they, it's it seems like every year, if it's not one thing, it's another. Last year, Bryce Harper had a you know second half of the season. He played very poorly, didn't do as well. He started off the season hot and then faded down the stretch, and this year it's it seems to be the bullpen that's early on, and you're, you're right, it is only about a week and a half into the MLB they're, season. They're 5-4, five five which is not terrible. Losses. Uh, which is not terrible to start the season, but certainly not worth overreacting over. No, but but it is it is still concerning. It makes you raise your eyebrows. Like, well, <laughs> if this is how it is now, I mean, maybe are we just working the kinks out, or is this something that could really be a problem in the future? And it makes you wonder. Trade deadline in July, yeah. things like that. Are you you know you're going to have to go out and probably get a few guys to shore up this bullpen, especially on the back end. The bigger issue is they they had opportunities this off season and didn't. Which is, you know, at my day job, I cover the Redskins. And I, I was on this program with Wes and, you know, in the newspaper. I would say they needed defensive line players last year. That, that was the offseason. Maybe you need a better defensive line. They didn't do it. They go into the season. They give up 1,000 yards rushing every game, all numbers approximate. 
what what's so hard about fixing the holes you can see? I think that's what aggravates us as sports fans when everybody sees it coming from a distance and you still do nothing about it. If if Kirk Cousins comes out and plays a dud of a season or if he tears his ACL in the first game, that's fine. I'm not that's not a fire everybody situation. Oh, how could they have not seen that coming and had a second Pro Bowl quarterback ready in the back? Like unforeseen things happen. I get that. Sometimes players who have played well don't play well. Like I would never hold a Bryce Harper slump against the Nationals. Well, how could you not be prepared for the Bryce Harper slump? Because he's Bryce Harper. He's great. Like that happens. But this was entirely foreseeable. In the offseason, was they need to get a reliever. Oh, they're all too expensive. I, I, it's not my money, but to me, nothing is too expensive when your World Series window is open and only has a couple years left on it. And not to mention the fact that you had Mark Melanson, you made the trade for him last year, yep. and he was with you for a half season, and you didn't re-sign him. Yep. So you gave up a couple of you gave up a couple of very promising players for him, and you didn't re-sign him when you knew that was going to be a big key, a key component of this team. That was going to be a big question mark was the bullpen. That's where it started. I thought that's where it started for the the Nationals in the offseason. Had to had to re-sign Mark Melanson. They didn't do it. And he goes to San Francisco. It, you can only go all-in so many times, so you have to do it right. Like, if that was your all-in move, make sure you keep the guy. If that's, you know, they go all-in last year and they had a good team, don't get over that first-round hurdle. And that's fine. It was it was close. You know, the very good Dodgers team took them to the, the very end of the very last game. But you can only do this so many times. You can only go all in so many times. And you you assume the window here is Bryce Harper going into free agency. I don't I just get the sense I get the sense that this isn't gonna work out in free agency. Like he wants to go to the Yankees and be a five hundred million dollar player, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is he's got his sights set on. I get the feeling he's not gonna get it in DC. He's got two years left. Make him count. You got two years of this guy. Your starting pitching is still very good, but won't be good forever. Strasburg won't be it won't be Strasburg forever, and Scherzer won't be Scherzer forever. Scherzer might be. I don't know. He might pitch into his fifties. He's he's a freak of nature. But you won't be good forever. Make the window count, and and maybe this will will shore up. But also, if you get to the trade deadline and have to make a move. You might be a wild card team now instead of winning winning your division, and that matters in baseball. That's a that's a big thing. What's what's your rule of thumb on other sports for when you're allowed to start freaking out? Um, I say a month for baseball. You have you have to give it a month. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, About a month. NFL is is tougher because there's so few games. Yeah, you got 16 games. I would say the Redskins started 0 and 2 this year. Remember, they lost to the Steelers and the Cowboys, who were both good teams. There was a lot of gnashing of teeth at 0-2. I didn't I don't start. I didn't think that was appropriate. After, no, I don't start. If it's 0-2, it's not a great place to start. Because then, of course, after a team starts, whenever a team starts 0-anything but 1, you get all the stats <laughs> of, statistically, yeah. teams that start 0-3. Nearly lost to the Giants to fall to 0-3, but the Giants were also a very good team. Yeah. And those are not to mention you had two division games out of three to start the season. That's mm-hmm. that's a tough slate. And yep. yeah, the Cowboys were a lot better than people thought they were going to be. Steelers were a Super Bowl contender going into the season, which everybody knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think for NFL, 
I give it about a month for the NFL. So four games to, is is twenty five percent of the season, a quarter of the season. Yeah, that that's that because that in the NFL that can matter big time. That can make a huge difference in your yep. in your playoff seating or, or whatever down the stretch. Anything you do in four games can be overcome. Outside of maybe zero and four, I think zero and four is the only hole where you'd say I don't know if they're coming out of that hole. If you if you start zero and four, and I don't have you know you mentioned the numbers, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Teams don't start 0 4 and make the playoffs. Especially not. Teams don't start 0 4 and go to the Super Bowl very often. College football, there's 12 games. You get to freak out a lot sooner. Yeah, you probably freak out after two games. Well, a lot of fans just, just get it out of the way and free, like, freak out on signing day itself. <laughs> <laughs> just, just opening the day. Opening day. Oh, we lost <laughs> that game in overtime to Alabama. Oh, we're done. The, we're over. It's over. Freak out after the spring game. How could Maroon lose? How could Maroon lose? <laughs> come there on, was, White. Oh, come on. <laughs> White really needed to win this game today. I'll tell you what. That's embarrassing. White, no way White pulls it together. <laughs> this is this is not bode well for White as the season comes to a <laughs> comes to a beginning. Um, I think I think conference play is, is my rule for college football and college basketball. You give them until conference play starts, and that's when if you're not if you're not right by conference play, yeah, because in college, yeah, in college sports, you have you have so many. You have so many games at the beginning where teams will teams usually front load their schedules with you. That's when you play a lot of the the gimme games. You play a lot of the easier slates, so you're not as worried as okay, we lost a couple of them. Yeah, conference play I would say for college sports as well. NBA, you're not allowed to start freaking out until the playoffs because you're going to make it anyway. You might as well. Yeah, don't even freak league out. Rule. Don't even. There's no point in freaking out in the NBA unless you're once you get to the playoffs. If you don't make the playoffs in the NBA, you didn't have a team worth freaking out over anyway. That's that's about where it stands. Six forty seven outside the Fox Sports Richmond Studios. He's Paul Vandenbosch. I'm Michael Phillips filling in for Wes McElroy this morning. Michael Phillips. Filling in for Wes McElroy on Fox Sports Richmond. It's your show as well. We welcome your phone calls at 345-0910. Uh, 8 o'clock hour, Will Brinson, CBS's NFL reporter. 835, Tarek El-Bashir talks Washington Capitals playoff hockey. Jump in on the phone lines, 345-0910. Tell me how fired up you are uh, if you're a Caps fan. Uh, I Somebody needs to talk me off this ledge because I feel great. And that's that's potentially an issue here. I've been through the last ten years. I'm not I'm not Johnny Come Lately here, but I feel good. Feel good. This is the year, and uh, just so excited to be in here, having my heart ripped out in a few weeks because we all know how this ends. Uh, the city of St. Louis is suing the NFL over the Rams moving to Los Angeles. Um, this is this is the headline item, and you probably saw this last night. This isn't the biggest part of this story to me. Um, but the city of St. Louis is suing. They're saying the NFL did not have any intention of ever actually staying in St. Louis, which, duh. You know, when, once they had a billion-dollar stadium lined up in Los Angeles, they were always gone. Same thing with this Las Vegas thing. Once the, the Nevada government voted to give them $750 million, you do, you can't leave that money on the table. They they had to put a team in Las Vegas as soon as that money was approved. Did it have to be the Raiders? It didn't have to be the Raiders, but there was a deadline to take that money, and they were going to take that money. To me, the bigger part here is that the people who had personal seat licenses, so the right to buy season tickets in St. Louis, uh, they sued um, 
to get refunds or the right to buy their same seats at the stadium in Los Angeles. Because a personal seat license is you pay the money, you get to buy season tickets. They were claiming that they get to take their personal seat licenses with them to Los Angeles, which would be a huge financial hit for the team because they're planning on selling fresh ones. Um, and it, it's going to appeals, but it, a judge has ruled uh, that in some cases they're right, that they get to take their seat licenses to Los Angeles, which I say good for them. That's one of the bigger bigger scams in modern sports, pay money to buy tickets. So, you know, it's like a demented Costco where you have to pay ten grand just to just to come in and shop. Plenty more ahead. Would you like to meet the fan of the day? I bet you would. He's crazy. We will play uh, a clip from him in the 7 o'clock hour. Michael Phillips filling in for Wes McElroy, Fox Sports Richmond. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 